Hello and welcome to another episode of the Viva Bastardo show brought to you by the Haggerty Podcast Network. Today we have Andrej Berkus. Uh, I know I'm totally savaging his name. He's an extraordinary watchmaker from the Czech Republic. What's interesting about Andrej is that every single watch he makes for each client is completely different. Uh, he's such an artist. He's totally enamored with the idea of interesting materials because he was a knife maker before he began to make watches. He's totally self-taught. Uh, he's a really, really fascinating person and a real artist. So let's get into it. Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. All right. Um, so actually, I want to ask you, man, I feel like you are the only watchmaker with a nickname, which is Papi. <laughs> oh, uh, maybe. I mean, I mean. Uh, uh, what is that? Where's the... Where was... I mean, at least I didn't give it to myself, okay? Because you know how the George W. Daniels came to be, right? So uh, Wait, what? it's no. Because I mean, like. Well, like, why doesn't F, why isn't why isn't it like FP Crazy Eye Jean or like you know uh, Roger Big Daddy Smith? Like, why don't they? Why don't more watchmakers have nicknames? Right, it will be much more fun. Like, like these are, yeah. uh, these, are well, these these people are way too serious, man. Like, you don't want to have them over for dinner. I mean, you don't want to have me over for dinner necessarily, but for <laughs> why not, man? Of, why not? Uh, that's a whole different set of reasons. For that, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm too much sometimes. But uh, the, the nickname is from uh, a very loud and very confused uh, Spanish exchange student uh, with kind of daddy issues. And I would leave it at that from, you know, <laughs> back, in, back in university. This is not the kind of podcast to want to leave it at that, man. This <laughs> this is an investigative journalist podcast. Hard-hitting questions. I want to get to the truth, Andrej. <laughs> I mean, hard-hitting was uh, kind of what led to the nickname. I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I, <laughs> it's all crystal clear now, man. Do you have any video that you could you provide? Know, Do you have any man. Do you have any video you could provide that we could post for in on Instagram? I mean, I was in uh, I was in college back when nobody had cameras on their phone. Otherwise, it would be somewhere, like for was sure. <laughs> I feel like I feel lucky actually. Uh, yeah, you you have headphones. He's you are wearing you wearing your headphones are plugged in, right? Yeah, your head. Yeah, he's got headphones. Um, do you? Um, I feel lucky actually, to be honest, man. That. Uh, that there was no like iPhone when I was in college. Cause I feel like Maybe. I would have I you too. Yeah, right? the crazy shit we got away with. Like <laughs> it wouldn't be it, I would be uh, if that was if I was in college today and if I was the dumb as I was in college today, I would be on the news like every other day. Seriously. It, it that just, might help you as a watchmaker though, because you would be the only like pirate watchmaker. I'm pretty sure that it wouldn't help me as a watchmaker. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. 
So, all right. So I should actually, before we get into it, I should just full disclosure to everyone watching or listening. Uh, you are making a watch for me. <laughs> so, yeah, I am. <laughs> so I just, so people should know that. But this is in no way, I just, I mean, I, you are, like you say, man, I mean, th there's not, there's not, it seems like there's not a lot of crazy characters in the watch world. Um, but you are, <laughs> you seem to be one of them. <laughs> Plus you like cars. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we gotta, I don't know if this, if this would be uh, boring to everybody. But probably, uh, probably, probably, man. Talking about cars, I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna get back. No, no, to no. We that, should totally. No, no. We should totally talk about cars. We want. I want to talk all about the watches, and we talk about cars, man. Because oh, this is a car and watch uh, podcast, and anything so, okay. podcast. Okay, so so full disclosure, uh, I'm not in this podcast because I'm making you a watch, right? Wink. <laughs> <laughs> not, not even, not even close. But uh, the cars, man, I. I'm really lucky, um, very happy because I just pulled the trigger like two weeks ago. I pulled the trigger on the big one, and What's the big got one? me the Quadrifoglio. <gasps> oh, I got a fucking Quadrifoglio, man! Congrats, man! What it's color? Red, Competizione oh, red. Like no. is there any other color? <laughs> Yes, I yes. Like a friend of mine, ha a friend of mine, has one in this incredible green color, like a metallic, darkish green. It's amazing. It's insane. That green is playing the same effects as the red one, uh, like you know the the shimmer and playing in the light, but it's green, not red. But yeah, that that green works too. Absolutely. Also, that car sounds amazing. It's scary. It's like a bear, <laughs> angry bear. Yeah, well, I feel like that suits you. All right, well, let's just hang on. Before we give fall down all sorts of wormholes, man, let's just explain. Let's just explain. Well, no, let's just, why don't we talk a little about who you are? Um, and, and, you know, I mean, I know that you have been, you've been making watches. You're in Czechoslovakia, which is obviously the nexus, the horological nexus. There's Czechoslovakia well, and then there's uh, Switzerland down there. Well, uh, it hasn't been Czechoslovakia for, uh, I think, uh, 30 years. What? You know? <laughs> Where are you living now? The Czech Republic, you know. We still oh, Czech like Republic. In, oh, yeah, yeah. In, in, in oh, well, look, listen, man. Look, look how old you are. I'm an ancient person, man. I'm like 102. You're living in the Me USSR, too? right? Uh, well, uh, you know, it's, USSR is coming back. It's coming back. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're right. You're, you're right about that, man. You're right about that. That is a very good point. All right. So you're living in the Czech Republic. Um, you haven't been making watches that long, uh, about 12 years, I think. Um, yeah. And oddly, I was, I, was, I was listening to a couple of your interviews online, and, and it's, you know what strikes me is, is quite surprising is that I'm amazed at how many people I've spoken to who are on, who are, have embarked on incredible careers, and those careers were sparked by the most kind of random and mundane and smallest of things. Like uh, I was talking to a, a really good and amazing car designer yesterday called David Beasley, and he became a car designer because his he was doodling cars in his textbooks at school, and his teacher said you should be a car designer. Yeah, and so for you, you had a conversation with your dad, right? Didn't he say just make a watch or something? Uh, you know, 
it was it went kind of that way with watches but before that like six years before that it went that way with knives and yeah i was sitting uh in in the college uh and you know lectures and everything and i was doodling knives so i said well i'm gonna i'm gonna make some knives and i started and uh, getting kicked out of the college helped a lot you know to streamline me to that career <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> that focuses the mind like being fired or kicked out of things right I'm, I'm, that's how i started not... that's how i started as an artist i got kicked out i got fired from my job in advertising and i was and i thought to myself you know what i'm so miserable i don't i need to i i'm so tired of listening to myself moan about wanting to be an artist i'm just gonna yeah. be an artist now and be so being fired was like a gift yeah i've never i've never been fired i've never been employed i'm basically <laughs> uh a class a, a bum you know what's interesting what you just said about um that you were doodling knives you were sketching knives all the time it's almost like your subconscious was telling you what to do uh probably <laughs> like i uh, i i learned not to doubt myself because even like honestly even the stupidest shit I come up with eventually turns out into something positive. It may be, it may be uh, a long and tough road, uh, you know, from the original idea to the end, to the positive end, but everything actually turns out positive in the end. So maybe, yeah, maybe like uh, in retrospective, getting kicked out of college like what 15 16 years ago if if i mean if i finished the law school i would be miserable i would probably hung myself really, uh, by now you really strike me as a lawyer kind of person though man right i mean <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking man <laughs> okay so so you get kicked out of law school uh, you start making knives, um, and how long does the knife making go on for? I mean, it's been going on for eighteen years. This year, actually. Well, okay. um, uh, um, well, how long does the knife making go on for until you suddenly say, "You know what? I should start making." Your dad says, "Why don't you just make a watch?" Six or seven years. Okay. And how was the first couple of first few watches? Did you ha how did you find like you just made them for yourself? Did you have people like, oh, I love what you've done with knives. I want you to make a watch. How did that work? Uh, I made a watch for myself, and it was disgusting. <laughs> it was just like no, I'm I'm not I'm not exaggerating. It was disgusting. It was a huge ugly brick of titanium, and I actually bought like a quartz uh, chronograph movement. Because I like the little hands on the dial, not having any idea what they do, what they are for. Just, okay, I like this layout, whatever, good, let's keep it. Uh, I just stuck it in the case and, you know, I was, I was still like learning to use a lathe back then. So actually, uh, the biggest achievement for me on that watch was that I turned the like the cavity for the front crystal uh, in a way that the crystal fit in it. Like that was, you know, that was like, oh man, I, 
I, I turned something on the lathe and then I took the crystal and it went like, and it held <laughs> just by, you know, I, but you, and that was huge. You're entirely you know, self-taught. That was a huge achievement. You're, you're entirely self-taught, aren't you? Uh, I do have friends uh, that help me out throughout the course of the year and throughout the years. Uh, you know, um, every once in a while, I'm on the phone with uh, Martin Brosch from Prokop and Brosch in Prague, who actually is a watchmaker. So, you know, whenever I'm stuck or something, I call him and he walks me through it. And usually we make stuff that doesn't work, we make it work. And recently, Philip Narbel helped me like a ton because uh, speaking of Philip, right? Uh, and speaking of every disaster or stupid idea that happens, turning out positive. Uh, you noticed I had some watches stolen like two years ago or, or I, something. I didn't, you know? I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You didn't? Well, no, uh, I'm sorry, man. Uh, my my bag was uh, ransacked uh, on the night flight to Dubai, and three watches were stolen. Right, and it was like it was demotivating. It was depressing, and everything. It was a bad was bad experience. These and, are watches you. Are these watches you had made? Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, these were uh, one of them was actually the first version of this one. Uh-huh. So this 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 finished one is the second version, right? So the first right. one that was not working yet was stolen, right? And at that point, uh, Philip saw the story and he's like, you know, dude, I want to cheer you up. Why don't you come over to my shop in Switzerland and just spend a couple of days with me so I can help you out, you know, with the finishing and everything. I'm like, hell yes. You, you don't say no to something like that. Like, and even with half a brain, you don't say no to something like that. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> with your tiny, <laughs> tiny brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In my skull. Like Homer, sometimes it flies out of my ear. You know, whatever. And uh, so I went to Switzerland and spent like three days working in Philip's workshop uh and he helped me figure out uh how to use the tools what tools to use uh how to do stuff better how to do stuff quicker and uh he actually helped me realize that when it comes to finishing i may have kind of peaked you know because as seeing what Philip does and how easy he makes it look, and then me trying to replicate that, uh, even though I, I practice and everything, I'm I'm at the, like the ceiling of what I can do. And we were talking with Philip about me sending parts to finish, to be finished by him, but that's a like a logistical nightmare. So Philippe came up with an idea. He he told me, uh, he asked me, do you have kind of like jewelry school or watchmaking school in your country? I'm like, yeah, we, we do. I, I know the boss and, you know, he's like, tell him to send you somebody. Tell him to send you a bunch of people who study there, like young people, 
they want to learn, they want to practice, they want to work. Uh, tell him to send you some people and, you know, maybe you'll find someone who has like a talent too. And so I called him, he sent over a girl to, to try the finishing and everything. And I was blown away. So I offered her job on the spot. She's training with me now for like six months. And in the summer, she's going to train with Philippe. And then I'm going to have a finisher. So what's great. Think, is, well, that, that's amazing. Man. Well, th that makes me think of two things. One is um, I've always found that, that there's, there's kind of an extraordinary benefit to not going to school for the thing you do. Because it, I feel like yeah. when you when when you when you when you haven't learned, going to school teaches you enormous amounts of valuable things, but also it constrains you in a lot of ways. I think because it because everyone because there are because you learn there are specific ways for things to be done, and you never learnt those things. So that when the and that reflects itself in the watches you make, because there's a real sense of boundlessness and freedom in 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 when when I look at all your watches. First of all, each watch you make is different and specific to, for each person, which is amazing. Because generally, when people talk about buying an from an independent watch brand, you know the brand will make fifty watches and they all look alike, and you buy one of those fifty watches. But you make yeah. a specific thing. But when I look at each watch you make, because they're so different, it, you get such a sense of your imagination, but also the fact that you, you like. I don't feel like there's traditional horological ideas in those watches necessarily from a design standpoint, which I yeah, love, I mean, which is amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, what you said is absolutely right because uh, talking to like classically uh, raised watchmakers, uh, I feel like uh, <laughs> actually it's funny. I'm always making fun of Philippe uh, for uh, you know was the the most uh, most favorite of all uh, Swiss sentences was the first sentence uh, a Swiss mama teaches her Swiss dede. <laughs> what you know what it is? This is not possible. Not I was just gonna say that. I was just gonna say this is not yeah, possible. Right? <laughs> I this was gonna say possible. that, man. And, but you know what's and, funny because that, that that when I lived in Paris. Uh, and I was trying to, I was starting out being a photographer. And the thing I felt that was so annoying about Paris is, oh no, pas possible, monsieur. Oh no, 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 pas possible. It was, and I was like, why is everything not possible? Exactly, exactly. Like, no, 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 no new things. Let's make things the way we made them for 200 years. You know, things like that. Like, like basically, uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm talking, when I was in Switzerland, I talked to the guys. And I'm like, why don't, well, why don't you try this? Well, because my teacher said it's not done that way. And I'm like, okay, maybe like fire your teacher or something. I don't know. I'm, you know, I might sound stuck up, but that's just because nobody is limiting me. You know, if I, if I start sounding too stuck up, just tell me, you know, knock that shit off. <laughs> no, I, 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 no, I don't, I, I, I mean, that's, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, there's that, the other thing that I notice in the watches you make is you have such, you find such joy in materials. And I suspect a lot of that has to do with making knives because in yeah. knives you can kind of really explore. And, and I, and I, I'm sure that that has made you, led you to using materials. Like the other day when I said, what about mammoth tusk? 
because I saw some interview you mentioned Mammoth Tusk. I thought, Holy shit, Mammoth Tusk on a watch? That sounds amazing. Right. And it actually uh, is not just for the mammoth being mammoth, like being exotic, but it has beautiful color. It can be polished beautifully. And when you polish it, uh, the internal structure comes out, you know, so it actually has like a visual appeal is not just some material you use just to be able to say you use it. Right. And the knives, yeah, I never liked uh, like weird shapes in knives. My my like my main philosophy for knives was uh, you have to be able to like draw it at one go. <laughs> Simple shapes. Yeah, I mean, I, I I hate the the when when there's when there's stuff protruding out of the knife and everything. So. That but that leads you to a problem when you use like stainless or simple materials. It's not that knife is is boring. It's yeah. boring as shit. Well, it's interesting because what you're, you're that's exactly right, man. What you're saying is because you have these incredibly simple shapes, it's almost like uh, do you know Brancusi, the sculpt, the artist, the sculptor? I don't know anybody, man. I'm a redneck. <laughs> I'll send you a link. Uh, but you're right, man. When the simpler the shapes, th that means that there's no, there's nothing. You can't hide anything, so you have to, you have to, you have to resort to extraordinary materials. Exactly. That's yeah. that. That is what my knives are about: like simple shapes, but appealing materials and finishes and everything. Oh, okay. But you know, the the patterns in Damascus, the natural materials and everything. That's that's what interest. That was interesting, and, and when it came to watches, I mean, naturally, uh, yeah, let's take a blob of Damascus and make a watch out of it. Well, that's How hard right, can man. it be? I, what I, could possibly I, go wrong? I, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, okay. <laughs> and here we are, twelve years later. <laughs> well, so I, I saw a uh, watch you had done a dial with a Damascus, and it looked like wood grain. It was really beautiful. I love yeah. that man. They're they're very. I mean, God, it just sound like. I mean, basically, this is. I feel like this is just a Andres Berkus uh, infomercial brought to you by Philip Dolladano. <laughs> because I'm just I'm just fanboying at this moment, only because I just. I'm, I just, I'm not I, complaining, I, man. I'm I'm not complaining. <laughs> Thing is, you want me to stop? Uh, I should just stop. <laughs> no, you know what? Uh, you know, I like it because uh, uh, my family, people around me, they're used to this, right? I showed that that black hole turbion that is conveniently on the wall behind me. How handy. It's, it's, it's just a coincidence, Wink. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I sh showed it to my wife, and she's like, Yeah, nice. Well, uh, where are we going for dinner? And I'm like, Okay, cool. Like, that's. that's I've realized that I've realized I have a secret test with my wife. If I tell her an idea for an art project, the less enthused she is, the better the idea is going to be. That's what I've realized over the last 20 years is that if she goes, I don't know about that one, I go, okay, this one's going to be a winner. <laughs> uh, not, to, not to like knock my wife down, but it, works. it kind of works like that, right? Is it, is <laughs> it's not knocking down. Yeah, I feel I'm, like the... Le the... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... Uh, but what I wanted to say before I started writing on my wife is 
uh, my dad, my mom, they're used to this, right? They're not amazed. So, uh, and, I, and, I was, and I see these watches every day. I work every day. So I'm in the shop and this is just a normal Wednesday to me. Like a few seconds before uh, we started this conversation, I was making a part for one second remontoir on the lathe. Like drilling uh, a piece of brass with a 0.3 millimeter drill, normal stuff, basic stuff, that's, right? That's exactly what I was doing, man. No way. Right? Nice. <laughs> I was just, yeah, I was just drilling some mammoth tusk for a, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you have to do what you got to do, right? I, f- and- I feel like you have this, I feel like you have this extraordinarily uh, addictive mind, personality rather, like you have to solve riddles. And you need new and more interesting riddles on a. Co- you need to be fed. You're like hungry for these puzzles to unwrap, yeah. to, to solve all. Is yeah. that, do you think that's true about you? On uh, it absolutely is, and that is the reason why I actually don't own any watches. Like I, I don't own any of my knives. I don't own any other knives. I don't have any watches. I don't have any of my or other watches because. Uh, the watch is the most interesting watch is always the one up here, right? The one I'm imagining. That's always the most interesting one for me. And the building of them for me is like solving a puzzle. Solving, you know, I'm, I pretty much draw up a problem for myself and then I solve it. And when it's solved, it's, it's no longer interesting. Like mm-hmm. on on this convenient one, I was uh, the whole build because this was uh, this was not for a client. This was made originally for me for myself, right? So this was made with this is what I make when I'm not influenced by a client, right? <laughs> so you know that's that's all my crazy poured into a single watch. And uh, I was actually, the whole build, I was thinking I will keep it. I was determined I will keep it when it, when it was done. And it was done with the pictures, with the video. Uh, I wear tested it for about two weeks. And I'm like, eh, fuck it. I need the next one. And I'm making the next one, like completely different than this one. But I'm making another watch for myself that will eventually end up for sale because when they when they're done, they're done. I don't give a shit. That's so. In- I, you know what's interesting, man? I do you find, um, do you find you make your what you make is what you create is more interesting if you create it with the idea that it's for you versus for someone else. Uh, there's, um, I mean, when there's two people involved, there's always compromises, right? There's always uh, a bit of a to and fro and exchanging ideas and, and making something that we will both like, right? And when I'm making something for myself, exhibit A, <laughs> right? <laughs> Okay. Do you, think, just, do you think? Have there been massive compromises in the watch you're making for me? Has it been? You could tell me. You could tell me now in front of millions, in front of the millions of well, listeners. Millions. Oh, nice. millions, Andrej. Millions. Uh, I would like to state at this point that my waiting <laughs> list is 
already longer than my life expectancy. Okay. <laughs> so millions of you out there. Thank you. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> I, <laughs> I was asking if, if you felt like our conversation, if I, I know that I'm quite hard to work with because I don't really, as an artist, I don't really like working with other people because I always feel like most everyone, almost everyone else's ideas are shit and mine are amazing. That's which I know is kind of not true because there are some people who have amazing ideas. And I'm wondering if our, in our conversation... <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering if I, I feel like do you, when I send you texts and stuff like what about this what about this have you ever gone like oh that's just terrible yeah you have haven't you no never <laughs> bastardo bastardo uh, shit. No, I, I was going to ask uh, oh I was, I was going to ask you something biggest, great. no go on go on sorry sorry, sorry uh, the go. biggest compromise was uh, the year we're making it because uh you know, uh, I originally had you in like, I don't know when. I actually lost track. And <laughs> uh, it, it's funny how these things go because uh, I have it all planned. I have it all set up and everything. And then at the last point, uh, at the last minute, somebody drops out. And every time somebody drops out, I'm at that moment in conversation with somebody else. Uh, I just mention it like I need to vent. I need to bitch about something like, <laughs> oh, man, I spent hours designing the project for somebody and he pulled out at the last second and they're like, oh, and they take it as an open spot. And, um, I'm like, yeah, okay. And Is that I what I did? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Just, okay, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. And, yeah, no, yeah. And I find it really hard to say no because uh, it's it's difficult. Uh, you know, you probably know, but it's frustrating when you're trying to grow your business, right? You know what's more frustrating? When you're trying not to grow. <laughs> Listen, man, I feel like there's going to be very few violins playing sad music for you. Yeah, <laughs> if this yeah, is your problem. I'm, I'm, I'm a master of uh, bragging while complaining. But uh, well, I mean, can we let's just talk about that for a minute? Because you, you're, you're. I mean, uh, when did there was a there was a radical change in your business? When was that? In 22 or 21? Was it or 20? When, was, uh, when did that happen? Two years ago, around this time, around Christmas, two years ago. Yeah. Okay. So, so until before that time, you had been what making how many watches would you say, or what was your kind of? Did you have a waiting list before that or not? No, <laughs> I, I had nothing. We were always. I, I I keep saying that we were always like two invoices away from bankruptcy. Sometimes like three invoices behind. Man, like it was crazy. Uh, I never had any idea if I'm going to have enough work next year. And then, I don't know, it just, everything exploded crazy. And I, I don't know, it, it kind of happened on its own, seemingly. Like, I think, what do you think, what do you think, what, I think the work I mean, has something idea. to do with it, but... Well, the work has everything to do with it, man. I mean, what what you what you make is so different from what everyone else makes. Um, 
and also because you never repeat a design that's hugely appealing to people who who love, love art or collect watches i guess but do you, do you have an idea of do you have any idea of anything that might have made your watch your this explosion caused this explosion Mm, <laughs> properly taking pictures maybe <laughs> like were you just yeah, with like, an iphone were you just taking them drunk with an iphone and then suddenly uh... uh i have a samsung but i'm not gonna dispute the drunk part uh <laughs> but you, you know every every photographer i worked with uh lives far far away because you know i'm in the middle of nowhere i'm basically uh, it's us a hill and then ukraine basically okay. you know they call it Slovakia, but we call it a hail. Anyway, uh, so everyone is freaking far away. It's like three, four hours drive, and I got horses. I got you know, I got stuff to do. So this is this. You know, it you wasn't quadrifoglio. Now, right? But <laughs> not well, then. Not then. Not back then. So it was never a priority. And then I discovered I had one of the greatest photographers, watch photographers ever, uh, Yuri Vratislav. He, he tagged in all my pictures on Instagram, so he's easy to find. And he lives like 10 minutes away from me. And he reached out to me and he's like, can I stop by for, yeah, take some pics, have a coffee or something? I'm like, hell yeah. When are you coming? Like, <laughs> should I should I turn the espresso machine on right now or like wait wait five minutes? When are you coming? Should I put and some pants can... on? <laughs> you know yeah, pants. We, no, we don't care about that. <laughs> nobody cares about that. Like, no one cares nobody, about pants. Like when when there are watches on the table, nobody even looks at me. So <laughs> oh, whatever. Uh, and so, so he came over. He took some pics, and I think. When we posted another conveniently placed one, that that one, the minion. I love, I, I love that one, man. Oh man, um, uh, I recently had a meeting with the owner of it, and I tried to buy it back, and he just wouldn't. He won't. I thought he did. I thought he didn't want to. I thought he didn't want to own watches. I wouldn't wear it. I would just have it. <laughs> now I'm making that's, another that's... one. That's kind of amazing that, that, I mean, you know, I guess because it's an Instagram world, I suppose, at the moment at least, right? So that yeah. the moment you had, you, you were making the the raw material was there, the watches were there and they were beautiful and extraordinary. They just need to be photographed well. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, and now it's you a, have, how long, it's how a long, visual thing. How long is the wait list? Uh, <laughs> like I said, longer than my life expectancy. Especially with the portfolio, man. You have a. <laughs> so wait. It... <laughs> okay. Well, we should actually talk about that. I feel like I uh, is there a car? Is there a dream car situation? Like, is there a car that you would that you would like to have? If you could, no, yeah. no expense spared. If you could have any car. Uh, no, I'm I'm set. Um, I have uh, I have uh, 500 500 Bart. That's the most fun you can have while not being naked. 
Yeah. Oh, also, I feel like that car has the most ridiculous exhaust for what... I mean, you hear that exhaust coming around the corner, like, holy shit, what is that? Is that a 12-cylinder front-engine Ferrari? And then this little airbag comes around the corner. And it's... And it's and yeah, and it's so, it's so great. Every time I see one, I laugh, and then I kind of want to have one. Okay. Just, uh, yeah. you, you absolutely should. I mean, everybody should have one. Even, even the basic 500 is a lot of fun. I had a basic 500 and uh, that's the only car I had that I sold and that I missed. And then in, in October, I think we were in Sicily for a longer weekend and we rented a 500. And I'm like, oh my, so I was driving around in Sicily with the roof open because that was the, that was the sea, it was the cabrio. And I was like, oh man, I need this in my life. And like a week after we got back, I, I, I got the above because I couldn't live without it. And it's cabrio as well. So, so that's amazing. And speaking of the noise, uh, mine is pretty much straight piped. So there is well done, well done, sir. Quite a substantial amount of the noise, and we got and we got the little little filter on the on the pop off uh, valve, so it goes and it's just. Oh, I love that! I love that. Wait a minute, you mean to tell me, man, that you have no? If you had a zillion dollars tomorrow, you would be like, you wouldn't want to buy some. There's not some car that's lodged in the Andres brain that you would. Be like, oh, I must. This is the car, the dream car. No, that's amazing, man. I have to say, especially living in America, which is the land of wanting more all the time. I mean, I feel like the West actually is the land of wanting more all the time. Um, that's kind of a, a pretty extraordinary outlook on life. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, uh, <laughs> I have a four cylinder. I have a V6, I have a V8 in my in my SUV, and I might slightly be uh, inclined to somewhere in the future getting <laughs> a v, getting a screaming V10. Oh, like an Audi R8 V10? Audi. <laughs> For those of you who are not, what that's you... what you go to. That, Audi is you what know you what? go to when you say screaming you know, V10. You... You know why, man? <laughs> For those of you who aren't watching the YouTube channel, Andres just gave me hey, a look that, that would wither. Hey, it would, you gave me a look that would wither plants, man. <laughs> everybody in San Agata, Bolognese gave you that look right now, man. I, because you know what? I'm not a Lambo geezer, man. I'm not a Lambo geezer. I would never want to own a Lambo. I just, I feel like, unless it was an old one, I would take an old Lambo. A geezer. That's what I'm one. talking about. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't want a new one. Yeah, okay, but let me just say, your idea of what old is is different from my idea of what old is. I'm talking old like 70s old. You're talking old like 90s old. Actually, you know what? I would take a Diablo. Maybe too. A, Diablo, a, a 90s Diablo in that purple color. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that is that is good. That is really good. pretty good. When it starts. <laughs> That's a factory feature, starting. You can opt for the. Yeah. You can opt that. You can check that box when you're buying the car at the factory. Do, do you want it to start or not start? Uh, or maybe, or maybe start. It's a lottery. Or maybe start. Yeah. I've, I mean, I've had Italian cars. F funny thing is, I've had Italian cars like I've I've had like four Alfa one five sixes over the years, 
And every time I had Italian car and a, and another car, like uh, for example, uh, British. The Italian my was my my condolences. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. The Italian <laughs> was the the reliable one. <laughs> okay, just out of interest, what were the English cars that were? Oh, well, like a uh, like a Rover, uh, a Freelander. Oh, a, a, a Range Rover, uh, Land Rover thing. Yeah, as as yeah. we call it, bend over freeloader. <laughs> That's right. That was, yeah, that was that was just uh, a vendetta from the British Communist Party. That was that was just <laughs> insanely unreliable. I don't. I don't it's think ironic, I've really. It's ironic because those, those those cars are sort of built and designed as, a, as like a tool watch, basically, as a car, right? This functional thing that's supposed to. But but then it's just the, a tool watch doesn't. It'd be like, ones. yeah, it'd be like a Rolex Submariner that would just let in water all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it just leaks water. You just oh look, it watches full of water now. When I went diving, yeah. Well, I I went through like four or five head gaskets in that car. So that that remark on leaking water actually hit closer than you thought. <laughs> how many, ha- I've got to say, man, how many head gaskets does it take for you to go, you know what, I think this car is not for me. I mean, usually like after two or three head gaskets, you go, oh, okay, maybe I should get a different car. No, I had, I had it for, I don't know, four years. Remember, I had no money back then. So we right. just kind of, Fixed it, botched it, uh, and kept going. Right. So That's... yeah, it was that was that was just a terrifying and depressing car, just overall. <laughs> but, Usually, well, yeah. you know, you know, you know, the people around me—they are like you can you can put people around me like the my my loved ones. You can put them in the like the worst shitbox death trap ever. And if it has heated seats, they will love it. <laughs> well, like the, heated like seats make like, up for a lot. They can, they can count for a lot. Yeah, like the quadrifolio, it has the, the sparkles, right? They are, they are not heated. So that's the best car in the world right now for me. And everybody in the house will hate it. <laughs> I have. Uh, I, I, I I bought my first new, well, I leased my first new car ever. I've never owned a new car, and, and a couple of years ago, I leased an Audi uh, uh, all-road wagon, whatever they're called, and it had and it has those, it has the cooling seats, the ventilated seats. But the alarming yeah. thing is, in the summer when you're sweaty and you activate the ventilated seats, it makes me feel like I've soiled myself. <laughs> Like I feel like I've peed and it's gone all out my back somehow. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about, or is this just me? It might be just you. <laughs> okay, okay. Maybe it's just a geezer thing. When you when you're past fifty, that's what happens. Or, like, or, or, is maybe, it the ventilator? or maybe it's the Audi. I mean, like you know. <laughs> I, well, you know, after fifty, it, it could be that I've peed myself, man. I mean, it happens. On, I mean, I just. I peed myself earlier on during our conversation, but I didn't want to say anything. I noticed. I, I didn't. I didn't want to mention it. <laughs> you, but, you, know, you, you I, could tell me shifting around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just. I was just. It was the towel. I have a towel underneath me now. <laughs> how did this conversation? How did this conversation go from watches and the beauty of creation to me pissing myself while I'm talking to you? 
Uh, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's, it's just life. It's, it's life. just what happens, man. It's, it's Shit life. happens. Piss happens. But, but bodily excretions, that's life, man. <laughs> it is life. So imagine, uh, imagine I, having, having this conversation where I respect him immensely, but imagine having this conversation with uh, uh, Roger Smith. I'll like, tell you, man. Roger Smith loves a good. Uh, he loves a good discussion about excrement and and soiling himself. He does. He does. No, no, no. I have no, I have no idea, man. I would be so delighted if he did. I, <laughs> I have no idea, but I can't imagine. I can't see that happening with many watchmakers. I mean, you are. You're kind of this. You're like this sort of pirate in the Czech Republic who you know self-taught, who who makes these extraordinary things. Uh, I mean, do you do you do you always have do you how does it work often when a client comes to you? Do you, do they have, they just say, Oh, I like these three watches you make, or are they very specific or how much freedom do you have to do your own design now versus when you started out? Uh, I have more and more freedom. Like these days, uh, the, the amount of input from the client is in, in like single percents like up up to 5% and then they just let me do what I do cuz uh and and when they're specific you know when they when they try to be specific I just mentioned you know you came to me because you like what I do and maybe maybe all this input is uh pointing us somewhere uh that I personally on my own wouldn't go and they're like, oh shit, really? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, do, that's interesting. So, so do people come to you because you know when I saw what you did, I want you to. It, it's so interesting because I I remember having that same conversation as a photographer when when I used to work a lot for magazines. I would say, look, you've come to me because you like what I do. There's no point. But but sometimes magazines would come to me wanting me to do things that other people had done and i would that would i would i would i hated that for a variety of reasons most of importantly i never wanted to copy someone else's work because it felt like it was stealing but do people come to you with other watches like from other brands and go i'd like something like this or never yeah you use that for inspiration you can i mean uh as long as you put uh, your own twist on it like uh there is very little in watchmaking that hasn't been uh, designed, done, developed, tried, tested. You know, there's very little to be uh, to be discovered in watchmaking. And sometimes when you see a new watch that is really comes comes with something new, and it's. Uh, it's sometimes disappointing. Like this is what we've been waiting for. It's, <laughs> can it's you tell? Just, oh, this is interesting, man. Can you can you tell me? Do you have an example, or you can't really say? <laughs> it wouldn't be. <laughs> it I'm, wouldn't be I'm, political. I'm, no, it's, it's not political. It's uh, I would hate to uh, take work from somebody. Like, fair enough. I can't. Fair enough. Uh, the, clients ask me, "What do you think about this watch? What do you think about this?" Watch? I'm like, Dude, I, I can't tell you. You don't want to know, and I can't tell you because then you will not order it, and I might not know this guy personally. But 
it's your call, it's not my call. Can you think of any other any watch are there any watchmakers that you really like or people you think are doing really interesting things? Uh watchmakers that I like uh personally. Uh, yeah, but like what they well what they're doing, what they're doing. Uh personally Philip Narbel is like second to none in in the finishing. And the watch he's making is insane. There's no other word for it. Uh, the new one from uh, Simon Brett, I saw some parts and I'm blown away. And I saw a render and then I saw just some screws and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? That is, <laughs> that is, a, that is a crazy thing. And it's going to be a big hit because I think it's already sold out with just a few parts made so far. So that's insane. Uh, and he's a great guy. He's awesome. We had a beer when I was in Switzerland. He's just so much fun to be around. And that, that makes, <clears throat> sorry, go on, man, go on. No, I, I was, uh, I was running out of steam already. So please. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to say, do you ever feel like you, at some point you would say, okay, I'm going to make a, a series of say 10 watches that all look the same. Like an oh, additional ten or something. You never do that. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Uh, there is uh, there is pressure, obviously, uh, to go that way because everybody's going that way. Everybody's dreaming of making more watches and making more money for whatever reason. I don't know. Uh, you don't care about the I, money, do you? I don't give a shit. Seriously, I I, just, I, I really just don't give a shit. Uh, my needs are met. I have an inexpensive lifestyle. I was able to afford my dream car at 36 with money I made using my hands. What more do I want? Like everybody I tell, and I'm, and I'm glad you didn't go to that place when I told you that I'm getting a finisher. Everybody goes to assumption, oh, so you're going to make more watches. I'm like, hell no. Um, you know why? You know why I didn't make that. You don't know why I did. I didn't say that because I don't really know anything about watches, man. Or I, I don't like. You know when we talked about, and I, it's funny. I was thinking about this earlier on. Like you know how people tourbillon, all the. I don't know anything about how watches work. I don't really understand the mechanics. I don't really care about how they work. I actually just care about the thing, like the beauty of it all. And so for me, the the, the, the artifact aspect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and that I, I feel like that's your that's your language man is the materials like the 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 textures the the to me it's it's such a extraordinary thing um but i know that a lot of watch people do care about what it does and how it works and all the rest of it uh like yeah. the tourbillon and all the well, I, I don't even know what a tourbillon is what it what it does you can you hear all the subscribers unsubscribing as i'm saying this yeah, I can hear it clicking in my ears, man. That's crazy. <laughs> the thousands. And, 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 yeah. and I, actually, that's, that's like a bold statement, what you just said. Like, admit, it's like, it's like uh, hey, everybody, I'm, I'm Phil, and I have no idea how watches work. It's like, hello, Phil. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> oh, it's like Very it's cool. like alcoholics and not. Well, yeah, but I was the same about cars, man. I know I have no idea how cars work. I don't really care if it's a twelve or a ten or a four. I just care about the thing, the history of it, how it looks, how it feels, how it sounds. I don't care about any the uh, the, the the mechanical bits. Never excited me. It's the kind of the story, the romance, the 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 
the the design, all that stuff. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm a shallow bastard because of it. I don't know. Yeah, you are, but nobody cares. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's your thing. It's, it's your like way you operate, and that's fine. I mean, with me, I'm, I like what you said, what you do, but I, I'm kind of an informational sponge, so I have to know everything about everything. Like, I have to, like... Uh, um, basically, when I get a new car, I just pretty much take it apart just to know how everything is working, how it's designed, how it's engineered. You know, I'm not taking cars apart. I have a mechanic that can do that. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I need to know... Like, I don't know what you mean. I don't know what you mean. I, <laughs> I, I, I can see that the text, <laughs> like the textbook uh, example of blank expression right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have no idea what you mean, man. I mean, the idea of taking things apart is utterly terrifying to me because I feel like, first of all, I'll, I'll, I'll panic and then I won't be able to put it back together and it'll be broken and then I'll be so mad at myself for being stupid that I couldn't. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's, that, that's we how you start a watchmaker career. <laughs> or, or you know car mechanic or something everybody starts that way <laughs> yeah you might be right that's i find that i find that really uh, the whole thing you just said man <laughs> not the pissing my pants part but <laughs> after that the um, <laughs> the uh, just about the idea it's it's you're kind of an amazing geezer man not to get all like bromance on you but <laughs> but but the idea that you the idea that you you're not i think that the fact that you're not interested in money uh makes such a huge difference in what you create because like you say then you're never going to make series of watches just because that will be an easy way to make money you'll always you'll always be pushing yourself to make different things every single time and you'll always be exploring you'll always be curious that's kind of beautiful man it's uh it's just I mean, I, I can't I can't imagine doing it any other way, honestly. It's, it's, I mean, it, even the thought of making like ten watches, ten examples of the same like design, like why? Because <laughs> right. well, I, I, the that, idea is always is the my idea. expression. I I don't get it. I just why would I do it? Like machine the same part 10 times over what why i would lose because my mind probably well, even more than it's, I, it, I, it, I lost yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah which is a lot <laughs> it, i mean it, you love ideas yeah and i mean uh i don't i don't want to like uh, like yeah everybody wants to uh grow the 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 business and i just want to grow in a different direction i want to know more i want to know how to do more i want to you know explore more ideas you don't want to grow the business you you don't want to grow the business you want to grow yourself yeah i want to i want to be better like every day i wake up i want to be better than i was the day before like you don't always succeed at that. You kind of there are days where I like suck giant donkey dick, but you know <laughs> that's a horological term, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's a part I of think, the I think Philippe Dufour, I think Philippe Dufour coined that term. <laughs> I, I I don't I'm sorry, I don't know the guy, so but I hear he's funny, so he might have. I, uh, I probably yeah. Oh no, man, that's, that's genius. Somebody's gonna pee their pants very soon, I think. But, <laughs> Wait, yeah. hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on. <laughs> no, not you. You're 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 done already. Uh, what I mean is, uh, actually, I don't know what I mean. Yeah, there. You know, everybody has bad days. Everybody has days where nothing works, uh, and you know it's frustrating. And uh right now when i'm making all the watches by myself i mean i use uh cnc lasers for templates you know it's not all handmade and shit but i'm transparent about it ask me about any part and i will tell you truthfully where it came from how it came to be uh so it's not smoke and mirrors and swiss marketing anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm in such this a good be. mood today uh, but you know uh, I don't have I don't have the luxury to just call it quits when I don't feel like working today I kind of worked myself into a corner because when the uh, the the influx of of people when it came first right I messed it up and I thought, oh, this is not going to last. I gotta, gotta take the opportunity. So I promised way too many watches for the next few years. Um, basically next year I'm at the end of that, so that's good. And I'm gonna have the the girl, the finisher girl, helping me out next year. So that's fine. But uh, I have way too many watches being made right now. I'm making like ten watches a year by hand so that's it's doable but it's crazy and so how long, I, I mean look i'm i'm gonna ask a dumb question because i'm i imagine that every watch because every watch is different and every watch has different yeah. complications they all take different amounts of times uh but is there an average like is it a two or three month period for to make one watch it's or? it's usually six to 18 months <laughs> okay clearly i know a lot because, about watchmaking no, no, that's uh, that's not a question of watchmaking. It's a question of uh, me not being a fully functional human being and jumping <laughs> from one project to another. So I have like eight projects going on at the same time and jumping between them, doing a little bit on this one, doing a little bit on that one. Uh, do you find do you, do you like do you like working like that? Do you find that it, in a way leaping from one project to another kind of keeps you fresh and interested in all the watches, or would you prefer to work on one for like six months? Oh, that would kill me. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, it's it's the only way I can operate because I can't keep concentration for very long. So when I'm sick of project A, I procrastinate. procrastinate by working on project B and mm -hmm. all the way through like G, I, J, whatever, you know? So I'm actually being uh, a slacker while being productive. Right. Basically, I'm, I'm basically just fucking with my own brain. 
to keep myself working, <laughs> you know? You're hacking your brain. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I have to because otherwise I'm useless. Like in a real life, in normal, like everyday life, I'm the most useless person you will ever meet. <laughs> we have so much in common, man. Right? Like <laughs> if, 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 if I didn't have my wife, I would be probably like in a ditch somewhere dead you know start <laughs> to that because i i get to work and and i forget to eat and i forget to drink and then i feel like shit and actually have no idea why and then she comes in did you eat anything today i'm like well now that now that you mention it i might have like not eaten whole day so so that's you know i i'm i'm you, weird just out of interest just out of interest, do you do you eat the same thing for lunch like every day? I don't know why I asked that question. I, I feel like uh, I, I, I would if I could. No, honestly, I have no idea what I had for lunch, lunch today. <laughs> I don't remember. Schni schnitzel? I think it was, maybe it was pasta. It was a long time ago, in all fairness, man. What was it, like three or four hours ago? I mean, you know, who could remember that? Four, four hours. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's well, <laughs> the, the normal everyday stuff just escapes me. You know, that's why I'm always the, the happiest when I'm in the, in the workshop. Let's put it more like eloquently. Right? The atelier? The atelier. The atelier. <laughs> atelier. <laughs> atelier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're two idiots, man! <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, we could keep going for hours, just we talking just, about nothing I, for hours, man. I, I, I think we just created a dumbass resonance. A, a, a what? <laughs> a dumbass resonance, like atelier, atelier, <laughs> atelier. Uh, oh my. That's that's insane. Well, you well, I mean, what you what you what you what, what in describing yourself, man, you're kind of creating this incredible weaving, this incredible image of this is this this kind of crazy artist working in his shed, not eating, you know, hair. Or, I mean, you just you need to be. Did I feel I like it. I feel, I feel like I need to get you a stylist, man, to make just to get the crazy artist thing more. Like you know, some weird clothes, maybe a monocle, a top hat. I'm just throwing out some ideas here, man. <laughs> it's landing it's working you're, you're really thinking about it yeah yeah it's all <laughs> that's the, kind, that's of, the kind, of like, uh, kind of like a Rob Zombie look <laughs> exactly like, like, look like, one eye. Yeah, yeah like Magnus yeah. Walker you look like Magnus Walker yeah that could work we could make that work just but, out of interest know, have I been, but, you know have fat I been... Magnus Walker <laughs> <laughs> yeah well he has a lot of layers on. Who knows what's happening under there, man? <laughs> Out of interest, have I been pronouncing your name correctly or have I been mispronouncing the entire time and you've been too polite to say? How have you been pronouncing it? Oh, here we go. Andrej. Is that, is that no, wrong? Is, that, is, that, uh, is it totally wrong? Uh, you know what? Uh, they call me Andrej in Dubai. Uh, oh, my God. You fucking let me just say that like 18 times during this podcast. And how do you say your name? Well, look at you making an idiot out of yourself oh, and, then well. just bring it, <laughs> and then bring in attention to it. I mean, I'm very uh, straight. I'm very transparent, man. It's uh, in, in the original Czech form, 
it yeah. is unpronounceable in English. Give me, come on, give me, a, give me. I'm, I'm amazing. I've got an amazing ear, man. Let me have it. Okay. Uh, originally in Czech language, it's Andre. Andre. Yeah, well, you fucked it up again. What? <laughs> I fucked it up. <laughs> what? Really? Andre. <laughs> Andre. I feel like I feel like it's oh, Andre. <laughs> It's good. like some something out of uh, like uh, it was kind uh, of like an a, ice age or something. Yeah, it was like a sort of a yeah, it was like a like a prehistoric man. That was hundred, and then I bounce yeah, yeah. up and down like that a little bit. You got to do that when you say that. That's 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 traditional Czech tradition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I am a little bit of a, like a Neanderthal, like shaped ape. So yeah, that works <laughs> works for me. Absolutely works for me. <laughs> All right, man. Well, look, I, I feel like I've taken up, <laughs> I've taken a lot of your time. This is this has been the most delirious and glorious <laughs> conversation I've had since like 1972. I mean, <laughs> maybe you should do a residency for an idiot, like an idiot residency, where an idiot comes and stays with you for like a a week and and blathers, and I could be that guy. You're welcome. I just sit in the time. corner, and go Andres, Andres, <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> I mean, add some beats to it, uh, and you know, a bit of auto tune, uh, and you're oh, there, you're like, right, man. You're right. You're next summer hit, man. It could be the next Ibiza club hit. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, man. Honestly, I I want to say thank you so much for coming on. It was it, <laughs> it was really it was really an enjoyable conversation, and and. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I, man, I, I obviously I love what you do, and and we'll obviously be talking again. Um, and how long do you think? When do you think my watch will be ready? Just have interest. Put you on, put you on the spot. Now it's public. Mm. Next weekend is almost. I think next weekend you'd mention. Next weekend, um, maybe the weekend <laughs> after. Perfect, perfect. I'll clear my calendar. <laughs> All right, man. Well, look. Cool. Thanks again Very for cool. coming on, man. <laughs> It, it was really lovely Thank chatting you. with you, man. And, and, and sorry to everybody, uh, you didn't learn anything about watches. <laughs> Apologize for the most uninformative podcast we've had so far. Exactly, exactly. But it's a record, but- you know. <laughs> Thanks again, uh, man. I'll take that. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.